This episode of The Tome Show is brought to you by listeners like you. Thanks for using The Tome's Amazon and D&D Classics affiliate links. Hey, this is Mike Merles, and you're listening to The Tome. Welcome to The Tome, a D&D news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome host, Jeff Greiner. And I'm Tracy Hurley, and in this episode, number 251, we're creating a character inspired by The Vision, the Marvel Comics character featured in the latest Avengers movie. To accomplish this, we have brought in our senior editor, Sam Dillon, to complete our team of PC Making Avengers. Hello, hello. Uh, This time around, we have very few rules, uh, but those that we have are as follows. Make a character inspired by the theme, but doesn't have to be the theme. Uh, when we're looking at things like superheroes, it is pretty much impossible to create them without uh, breaking the rules of all character uh, creation in 5th edition in particular. Uh, plus, we're making characters at level 1. Wait, are, are, you, are you implying that there are editions of D&D that you could make true superhero characters? I, I mean, I, I think it depends on <laughs> on uh, what superhero. Like, I think Hawkeye probably can make it first oh, or second no. level and fourth, but... <laughs> Uh, but that makes it difficult as well. That said, we're allowed to uh, suggest future choices for the character that may sync up with the theme's inspiration as well. Beyond that, uh, I think that's all the rules we had this time around. So before we talk much uh, about our Vision-inspired character concepts, I want to give a quick primer on who Vision is. As men- mentioned, he is a Marvel Comics character. He's an artificial life created by the super artificial intelligence villain known as Ultron. Uh, He has the ability to fire solar rays as well as modify his own body density, which grants him powers like flight and vulnerability, strength, and I think most iconically, people recognize his ability to phase through other things. Uh, He's a brilliant tactician, is described as being all human, just an artificially created and programmed human. He has lived, loved, even married the Scarlet Witch, and lost... He has also gone through different incarnations, so some of these things may vary, uh, and it is for that reason that I'm not going to go into too much more detail about who he is, plus I don't think any of us are claiming to be experts on Vision. Um, Some of us have limited experience with the character, some of us have virtually no experience with the character other than reading a primer on Wikipedia, Uh, But that's where we're at. Uh, It's not about our knowledge of Vision. It's about us getting inspiration from Vision and seeing what kind of characters we can make in that process. Uh, We didn't decide on this theme definitively until last night. So Sam and I have put together a couple characters. Tracy does this silly thing called working. Uh, And so she's going to provide commentary and ideas as they they come along. Does that sound fair, guys? Yep. Sure. So let's start 
with uh, in fact, I'm I'm gonna I just have my player's handbook open to the character creation step by step process, and we will go through the steps together and talk about the choices we made. Uh, let's talk about race. What do you, what race did you choose for your vision inspired character, Sam? Tiefling. Did you? Yeah. Explain that decision. Well, so it, it's actually related to uh, the class. Oh, okay. Um, and and purple skin. So. <laughs> uh, tieflings have purple skin. They okay. can have purple well, skin. That's yeah. perfectly normal. Um, but there's a there's a there's a story about how uh, Vision and his consort had children or something, mm-hmm. and those children it turned out to be uh, parts of Mephisto. And so what I did with the character was I decided I wanted the character to be a warlock. With the fiend pact, because mm. of that, so turned, it, it, it it made a ton of sense to turn to make a tiefling, and also because the tiefling can look human and not human at the same time, and like Vision is very like described as being human, but he's really like a robot or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so yeah, it's sort, sort of See, confluence. I, yeah. I sort of thought that the obvious choice would be uh, like a warforged, right? But we don't have official mm-hmm. finalized Warforged rules, and I wanted to see what I could build just with the player's handbook. Uh, mm-hmm. And since, as I was doing my research, I saw uh, a quote that Vision was, quote, every inch human. So I'm like, well, mm-hmm. okay, then Vision's going to be a human in my inspired character. Um, see, my second choice I considered was Dwarf because of the density manipulation, and I associate dwarves with, like, being very comfortable with a lot of rock around them and underground mm-hmm. and, you know, with the weight of the world weighing on them kind mm-hmm. of thing. But that was a little more thematic and less straightforward than sure. going with the, the tiefling. And you went with uh, a fiend-packed warlock, and interestingly enough, I also went warlock. Can I interrupt? Yes. What about gnome? I thought about gnome, um, but that's that's because I chose my my class first, and then went back to look at races, and I'm like, well, which one of these would suit the class well? And then I realized, oh wait, well, there's some inspiration from Vision, and so that's why I went human. But I I thought about gnome. Yeah, because I'm thinking I'm looking at the rock gnome, and uh, one of the th- things I think is that Vision can sometimes interact with other uh, devices and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Tinker seemed kind of. Good there. Yeah. No, I, I I briefly thought about that as I looked through it. I think you're right. I think that is a way that you could go with this. I thought that if I was going to go in that kind of direction, I would have wanted like a Spurf Neblin, but that's not in the player's mm-hmm. handbook, so I, I, I passed that by. At one point, I considered Drow because he's kind of an outsider, and any any Drow not in Drow society would, would also sort of thematically fit that not, not a... Mm-hmm. You know, a big bit of an outsider role. And if we're going to allow non-completed races like Warforged, I think Changeling would be appropriate as well, since Vision can also mm. change his appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And then we both went Warlock. Um, you went Fiend Pact because of the story dealing with uh, his, his interactions with Mephisto. Right. Well, who, would, who, did, who was it that he had children with? The I assume Scarlet Witch. The, yeah. yeah, the Scarlet Witch. And and then it turned out their children, which had really mundane names. I can't find the reference now, but their names are like William and Thomas or something really hilarious. Like, I just found that so funny. Um, but I guess it's supposed to be like, you know, what it's modern day, like superhero. They Of course, they have like 
quote unquote regular names, right. I guess. But anyway, so I thought to myself, well, that's really interesting. And and the thing is, you know, the the warlock's patron is supposed to be like a friend and a foe kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? So it made sense that he would get some of his power from that sort of issue, but that he ultimately does not appreciate it and, and wants revenge upon it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah it so, just seemed to make sense. So I had a very similar thought process that I could, I th- I'm like, okay, well, Vision was created by this malevolent force, Ultron. And mm-hmm. so Ultron very literally gave him his power. Right. Right. Uh, and so that felt, although he Vision has fought against Ultron and is and certainly doesn't appreciate that that creature um, or that character. And so I sort of saw that also as being very warlocky. I did not go fiend pact though. I went fey pact because mm. the fey pact has the the little like the, what is it, the misty step and other sort of teleportational like abilities mm-hmm. that that. I was inspired by in terms of like his ability to phase through things and, and what have you, you know, maybe I can't walk through that wall, but I can misty step through it and and it sort of accomplishes the same concept. Yeah. I didn't, um, I didn't go so much with the phasing thing as I did with like the elemental type of density manipulation ideas. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, Tracy? Um, I, I was just looking at the sorcerer, the wild magic one, and I was kind of curious mm. of how that would how that might fit into because you guys went more for like the the source of the powers outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do agree with um, I was looking at Misty Step too as uh, because the th- one of the things is that he can fly and he can go through walls and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the wild magic to me also speaks to the whole part. Or Ultron created him, and kind of in the Wikipedia and I guess comic books. There's this element where it he has like this program within him that sometimes he loses control of himself mm-hmm. and, uh, and attacks the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So like I felt like the wild magic surge and chaos stuff could fit with that. Could fit in with that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I considered um, a few different classes actually. A warlock. I actually went warlock. So I'm like, oh well, that's a that's an angle of inspiration I didn't think either one of you would think about. <laughs> so so that's what I went with. It. <laughs> ah, you showed me. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, there's also there's other elements to him as well, right? He's not just this guy with powers, and in fact, his powers are fairly limited. He he fires solar blasts, and he can phase through things, uh, like you know, manipulate his own density, which allows him to do these other things. But he's also you know a well trained fighter. He's a tactician. He's um, uh, he's invulnerable and has super strength. And so the, you know, part of me even said you know you could almost build a vision inspired character with as a fighter, right? Uh, especially with with a um, with a, a what is what is the build of a fighter that has some spell casting abilities, um, or or using the the alternative uh, elf build um, in the DMG that that has sort of that misty step teleportation ability as well. You know, you so I, I almost felt like you could go that route also, but I didn't. Are you talking about the Eldritch Knight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could you could accomplish some of those things through a fighter, and then better emulate the some of the other elements of who Vision is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm even wondering now, looking at the monk real quick, because there at least in the mm. movie there was a lot of deep questions around. Oh, yeah. I, I was actually considering monk before I ended up going warlock because I th- felt like thematically it kind of fit because mm-hmm. monks can. 
fight really well, but they also have this sort of weird, like, spirituality thing, and it seemed to me, like, just based on my research, that this this particular character, kind of every incarnation of him in every whatever series that has happened in throughout the different Marvel universes, mm-hmm. he seems to be seeking something, you know? Right. And monks have that sort of, you know... I don't know, spiritual seeking of right. peace and all that kind of stuff. So, but I ultimately decided not to do that because I I, ne- I wanted the spell abilities that are granted by warlocks. Well, I mean, ultimately, it's it's the easiest way to emulate superpowers is by having a variety of spells, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so the next uh, part of the character creation process after the class is uh, your ability scores. So, I mean, just generally speaking, um, I I just did the. Uh, the array mm-hmm. and, and distributed from there. Um, and, and this is where I lose the theme a little bit, I think because charisma is my, my highest stat because I made a warlock. And so mm-hmm. charisma needs to be as high as stat to be more effective. Um, but I don't know that charisma is vision's highest stat. Like people like him, but they like him because he's a good guy. He's a nice person, whatever. Um, he, but he's not the person that, that you send out to run a diplomatic mission. Right? No, but that's, but that's part of what charisma is, is just having a personal appeal. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to actually be a good speaker to have personal appeal one-on-one. And I, I, went, I actually – it's funny that you say that because when I was looking, I was like charisma totally made sense mm. as the highest stat based on the things I read because at first he was an enemy of the, the good guys and they kind of won him over because he won them over mm. with, his on, with his honor and all that kind of stuff. So it seemed to me like charisma fit perfectly. See, and, and I, I mean I can see that, but something's – you know if I'm to choose the array, something's got to be my low stat too. Yeah. Uh, oh, see, I rolled. I literally rolled four d six and dropped the lowest, sure. and I just assigned them in order. Right. So. But still, something's <laughs> got to be the low stat, right? Something's got to be the one that you, that you make the the dump. Uh, and it makes sense thematically to me that charisma could I could easier justify charisma than anything else because of you know he's got super strength and he's you know mm-hmm. he can fly and he's super tough and he's super smart and he's all contemplative and you know all these other things like yeah. he's one of those characters like superman or whatever right if you want to stat him out you got to have an array that's like nothing below a 16 you know <laughs> so. yeah like like to me um particularly where i was reading online and some people really felt that he was similar to spock so it was almost like intelligence should be the highest one but it doesn't mm. necessarily fit in well with other choices in the build unless you don't care about. I mean, unless one is more interested in making an interesting character than mm. something that might survive right. in one game. <laughs> but see, that's why I just rolled. I was like, I'm just going to roll and assign it down the line, and it doesn't really. I mean, oh, so you didn't even manipulate it. You just. Rolled. I didn't. I just rolled and went and assigned and went with, it as uh, I went. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I figured, well, if I'm going to play this character, I would actually. I would actually manipulate the numbers and all that. And I, in fact, I didn't even, I forgot to add in his racial bonuses, which let's see. So he gets a bonus to wisdom and no, no, he gets, oh, intelligence and charisma. Oh yeah. So yeah, I have a super charisma character apparently, which I didn't, (laughs) but yeah, I just rolled. So, you know, I get what you're saying about it, but it it does seem to make sense though Mm -hmm. in a certain, in a certain twisted kind of weird reality. Right. I, can, I mean, I can, I can see the argument, um, but I think it's the one of the more difficult stats to argue for as the high stat. Yeah. So, 
All right, so the next step is step four, describe your character, where you come up with things like alignment, ideals, bonds, flaws, and background. Mm. Uh, so what alignment did we make our visions? You know, I didn't pick an alignment. You I'll did. be honest. I mm-hmm. couldn't decide, uh, and I decide. I, I said to myself, I'll come back and do it at the end, and then I never did. <laughs> yeah, I sort of um, – <laughs> I sort of, I mean, he definitely, for at least most of his career, as I understand it, would fit into the good category. Um, and I and I feel like because he's so, he's generally more ordered of mind. You know that Spock element that that Tracy had mentioned. Um, my instinct is to go lawful good, um, but I could see an argument for more of a neutral good. Yeah, I think he's more neutral. It's so I'm trying to remember because my main interaction with the character was through the movie and. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's like it's not easy since it's not on a DVD yet for me to go back and remember uh, something I've seen once now a few a few weeks ago. But I thought there were like constantly there were conversations about like whether chaos was really the opposite of order or if they were mm. if there was a different ordering there. So that's mm-hmm. why I don't mm. think he is lawful because I think he's willing to do things um, that would not. Uh, correspond at least to human laws if he thought they were right but he definitely at least i think sees himself as good Mm -hmm. what about yeah uh, that that kind of goes back to what i was talking about with monks like i i see monks as these very (laughs) sort of honor bound Mm -hmm. group of people but they have their own code like it doesn't necessarily have to be the laws of the land or the laws of the town or the civilization but there's definitely a code of conduct that they deem appropriate and that's kind of how I read into – that's one of the reasons I skipped the alignment because I couldn't decide which one I would sure. actually make that. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, ideals? Or back background? Oh, OK. Yeah, let's talk about background. Yeah. That was easy. Soldier. Me too. Because wow. it's, the, it's the way to put in – it's the way to put in the sort of strength and everything – the idea of a, a strong fighter type character, the, the strength but in a, in the, a warlock, the um, the tactician, and even mm-hmm. as a, you know, his primary role is as a member of the Avengers, which you could argue is an army, right? You no, know, he has his role. Okay, so let's yeah. talk about ideals then. What do you what do you think about for ideals? Uh, our lot is to lay down our lives in defense of each other, which is way more interesting way of saying uh, his ideal is to protect humanity. That's right. So, which is what I have. <laughs> Bonds. But this, but, well, I, I picked out of the list that they had because oh, yeah, I was yeah. literally going along and saying, okay, well, if I was making this character and I was like the first time player and I wanted to make this character I really liked from the Marvel Universe, here's what I would do. Uh-huh. Um, because the, the other thing is, you know, because he was an enemy first and then they got him, they won him over and then he like protected them. But then there was apparently like one series of a storyline or whatever where he was overtaken and he you know didn't have control of himself and they caused him to attack his friends again and i think he's very conflicted about that um so yeah that's there's a whole he's a pretty complex character if you read the wikipedia page (laughs) What, what about bonds um i'll never forget the crushing defeat and the, and the bond actually in the book is that my family or that my company suffered or whatever. And I actually changed it to family because it's a pretty powerful thing to have your children taken from you because mm. they're the spawn of a devil. In, in the case of D&D, Mephistopheles is an archdevil. So, right. And Mephisto is really based on Mephistopheles. So that kind of really made sense. And 
you know, he, he it broke him and his beloved up that their children were, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, Devil Spawn or whatever. And you really found inspiration sort of from that storyline that, that plays into your character in multiple yeah, places. Yeah, so. I figured that would be the focus. Because the thing is, he's very conflicted because the... Uh, the woman, what's her name? I can't remember. Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. The Scarlet Wanda. Witch, yeah. The Scarlet Witch. She was very torn up about the fact that the children were taken. Mm-hmm. And at first it seemed like he wasn't, but then later on, like, there's all this drama. And it seemed like a very, like, I mean, okay, if my kids are taken from me, that's something that's going to be a focus, at least for a large portion of the rest of my life. Sure. You know, and especially if there's some kind of chance where I could find out more information about it or something. So, yeah, I think that that was kind of the main focus that I in terms of his personality and his like his uh, his, you know, what makes him what makes him make the decisions he makes. That seemed to be the most, you know, the biggest focus that he would pick. Yeah, yeah. my bond is much more simple. It's Avengers Assemble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What about his flaws? Uh, my hatred of my enemy is blind and unrelenting. Okay, which which really puts a twist on. Like, if I was actually going to play this player, this this character in a game, it would make me so conflicted because I get my power from my enemy. Mm-hmm. Because my enemy really is Mephistopheles, but that's who's giving me my powers. And so, if I accept the powers, I am somehow accepting the ideals that the that powerful being are putting on to me that's one of the great things about warlocks right is that there's they come with they come with a built-in story but eat but with this this person it's this pc is so much more personal you know because it's not see the thing is that things can be personal to you and okay fine they're personal to you but nobody else really knows your struggle but in this case it's also externalized because it's about his kids Hmm. well so and and it's also a villain to to the whole world right right exactly but people really can identify, right? Like if you had some some something that affected you, people are like, oh, I'm really sorry. But if something happened to your kids, everybody kind of understands that that's like a horrific thing. You know what I mean? So in some ways, it, it externalizes that hmm. anxiety and anger. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I considered more of the the um, the early days of, vi- of Vision uh, as sort of illustrated by the movie. Uh, and so my flaw is listed that he is an outsider always trying to uh, to be human or understand humanity. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sort of that, that – which ties into that, that Spock-ish sort of concept, right? Right. Um, I did not select equipment because it wasn't particularly important to the decision-making that I was doing. So did you – Yeah, me neither. No, yeah, okay. I did spells and cantrips, but I didn't do any equipment. All right, so let's talk about those class decisions that we made then, because I think that's where we're at. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about yet? I think, uh, I mean, if if a DM was willing, it would be cool to do the um, having the crystal be part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't really fit into it. This is one of the areas where it was difficult to, to think about the character in terms of D&D, uh, because it doesn't fit into any of the sure. rules. What's the crystal? Is that the jewel on his head? Is the jewel on his head, which is the what is it? It's it mm-hmm. it uh, amplifies the power of the sun or whatever, right? That's where he gets. That's okay. where he gets the, the rays that he shoots and things from. See, I have that in 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 a way because I picked as one of my cantrips as Eldritch Blast. Right, I did as well. And at second level, he gets Scorching Ray added to his 
Scorching Ray and Blindness are added to his spell list that he mm-hmm. can pick. So you've got that particular thing that mm. you can do. Yeah, um, and I went Witch Bolt in uh, at first level because it's, it's yeah. electricity and it's kind of a similar right. concept. Yeah, so it's sort of one of those where you'd have to like build it into the description to have that there, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a is uh, is something that isn't isn't sort of focused on enough. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe I've just not. But uh, that would be something that that idea of the jewel and it 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 retaining the energy of the sun and focusing and all that that mm-hmm. can easily be mimicked with whatever however you describe your spell effect yeah it could be i mean you could also um make that an item that you know or the dm could could recognize hey this is a character this is what this kind of character is inspired by i should uh, introduce an item that would sort of amplify that right so mm-hmm. give give them an iron yeah. stone or um, a specialized pearl of power or whatever that that basically just allows them to cast those spells more often or amplifies them or whatever right yeah or and, even i was just thinking even too like depending on the type of game you're running uh the ability for it, instead of it being uh it having it more like a cleric's um what are they called sorry I'm holy just... holy symbol like mm-hmm. like a holy symbol, but have it instead yeah. for the warlock power. It's that that's where the power comes from. Mm-hmm. Only if you want it to in your game, because uh, then you can you can the maybe the player would decide that hey, what happens if I lose this for a little while? Mm. Yeah, which that's actually where I it, it, when you get third level and you get to do a pact thing. I did something very similar to what you just said. So when we get there, I'll well, I'll let's talk about, about that. that. Do we do we want to finish talking about spells? Or yeah, should we talk let's about that? let's do spell. I mean. So the so the thing is that because I chose a warlock, you know, it's really hard to get that whole strength, good fighter kind of mm-hmm, image thing mm-hmm. going, other than with the the backgrounds. So I picked um, I picked the armor of Agathis I as, did as well as the because that gives him a little hardiness in terms and, of and you know, I w- I picked uh, Blade Ward for his other cantrip because that, that also adds some some yeah. hardiness. I considered that, but I went with Mage Hand because it that whole thing about being able to phase through and sort of I I decided mage hand would be the manifestation of that that I could do you at the kind of at emulate a level. some of that. Yeah, kind of emulate that feel of it although he can't himself walk through things obviously, right. but um that's why I picked that. So, yeah. Any other spells that you sort of highlighted as things, you know, to definitely grab? Well, at second level, he gets two Eldritch Invocations, and I picked um, Mm. one of them, the Mask of Many Faces, which lets him disguise himself. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that went well with, like, the shape-shifting idea. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. Any other other spells that you picked out or, or invocations at higher levels? No, not I mean, well, just the not really. I mean, there were um, there were some obvious ones at fifth level, uh, gaseous form and fly. At seventh yeah, level, yeah. Eth- etherealness. Right. Like, yeah, I, I checked to make sure those kinds of things were on the spell list before I before yeah. I before I selected warlock, right? Yeah, yeah. I made sure that that he would have the ability to fly later on and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I didn't build it out that many levels, so I, I didn't build it out. I just made some notes that you know at higher levels, yeah, pick up these right. things. There's a couple of good invocations that really bring that in too as well so yeah i didn't look at the invocations uh as carefully just because um at the first several levels it didn't have yeah any, so yeah yeah um and then at third level you you take a pact and i picked the um the pact of the tome yeah you did which which you get the book that, that <laughs> gives you like extra cantrips 
but the cantrips can be from any spell list. So I thought, oh, that's really good because, you know, mm -hmm. you get all this access to all these new at-will spells and it just screams more power to mm -hmm. me. Um, plus, the thing is, if you lose it, that can be a big... I mean, so technically, it's it talks about if you lose it, you can pray for it and your power will give it back to you. But remember, my character is so conflicted about accepting things from his... Mm -hmm. power that he might not do that he might decide not to do that so and that's what tracy reminded me of when she mm -hmm. when she mentioned that and and it. your tome could actually be the crystal in the head too mm -hmm. yeah, exactly yeah. i also exactly. went back to the tome uh not only for the reasons that you mentioned but if also because the other two packs didn't really make sense thematically yeah right? they didn't the pack really of the chain didn't. which gives you a familiar mm, well that's cool but it's not really mm -hmm. vision doesn't really you know it's not we're may, not making kitty pride here right with the, right, little, with right. the little dragon uh <laughs> and uh pack of the blade uh i consider pack of the blade for a moment just because vision is a good sort of hands-on fighter as well um and that would add a little bit of that element um but yeah the idea of more powers um makes it easier than to emulate all the different things he can mm -hmm. do. And so I, I also yeah. went Pact of the Tome. Plus, you know, it's hard not to pick Pact of the Tome when you're on the Tome show. Right, I know. That's, that's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> and that's as far as I got was third level picking that. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's funny because I, I... Well, there's not really other choices to make. Yeah, you know, not it's, really. It's ability score improvements and new powers that you, I mean, you don't choose. You just get it. Yeah. I... I... It's funny. When I got to the end, I thought, you know, this character is actually playable. Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't sure that that whatever I built would really be something that would really be playable. You know, you know what I mean? Like, for example, um, I was looking at doing a druid. But the thing was with the druid, because they're really powerful, you know, mm. and they have that shape-shifting thing and all that. But the the theme of it would have to be so reflavored. It would almost have to be like a reskin. Uh, mm -hmm. a la fourth edition you know and i thought that would take so much work it might be more satisfying in the end but i didn't want to put all the work into it um but i thought maybe a druid would be interesting but so then by the time i settled on the warlock i thought well i don't know if at the end this character will be interesting enough to make me want to play it and it turns out it is i actually i got a lot of pleasure from making this this character it was kind of a nice little exercise yeah, and that actually gets gets into some of uh, my follow up questions here, which was you know just sort of what can we take away from this having gone through this process? What what have we learned tonight, Tracy? What have you learned tonight? Um, Tracy learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying to take it all in. There's so much. Uh, I don't know. Like that, it's both kind. I mean, because we talked about this a little bit beforehand. I think Sam, right? You talked about how long it took for you mm -hmm. to make it. Yeah, and it's like we we just went through this really quickly in part because uh, people had done prep work, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm still not like it's there's there's both an overwhelming amount of information to me, but also fewer choices that few choices that you can make. That's mm -hmm. how I feel about character creation right now. Mm -hmm. Just generally speaking, character creation. Yeah, and like, and yeah. It, and it's true, like that we can kind of create uh, the character, and and we can definitely take inspiration and make something that feels like him. But um, I'm still thinking of all the other stuff. Like, uh, he's he seems to know a lot of different things and have at least in the movie he has access to the internet and everything else. That yeah, I, mean, I thought about going with the sage background just because of that concept. Right, mm. uh, but yeah. 
Yeah, no, and I think that's true. I also think that it's interesting to look at this, though, and say, um, look at the way that you can pull inspiration from something, right? Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. We, we can look at, at something like Vision and say, well, you could never make that as a D&D character without completely breaking the rules, right? But we can look at it and say, okay, but what can we get inspiration from there? Mm-hmm. And what can we make? And then, you know, Sam and I both walk away with characters that I, I'm like... I. I think I could play this character. I think this would be fun. I think there's enough interesting story there. Um, and I think, Sam, you would agree. Uh, you said similar before. Uh, there's enough interesting things going on there that, that I think this would be a fun and interesting character to play. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it wouldn't necessarily be recognizable as the, the source of the inspiration, right? I don't think anybody would sit there uh, at the table and say, hey, you just made the vision, right? Right. Um, it, it would be a unique character of its own, Um but clearly that inspiration is there in my head and helping me make decisions about how to develop it. Although in my, in my character's case, I named him V I S H U N U N. Nobody will ever catch on. <laughs> no one will catch on. I, you know, what's really funny as I, as, as we were talking about this, I was thinking, you know, the, the way they would catch on, to this character, if I was playing this character in a game, the way they would catch on is because of the way I played it, not the stats and abilities. Right. Yeah. Whereas in 4th edition, for example, and even 3.5, because it's so stat heavy, mm. um, the way that you play it is very dependent on, uh, maybe st- much more dependent than 5th edition on how you have your stats set up and mm. what you have, you know, what feats you picked and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff to allow you to pull in that flavor into the game. Whereas here, it's sort of, you lay out kind of a broader framework and you add the flavor, you know, uh, On the go. to taste or you yeah. add the seasoning to taste a little bit and that's where it's going to pull out and, and sort of, you know, a light bulb will go on and, you know, with other people at the table. Oh, I see what you're doing. Whereas in, in fourth edition, it was more like, okay, well, I have to build this so that it has these abilities. Otherwise, there's no way... I could make that happen at the right. table and make people think of vision. You know, if I describe the the misty step and the etherealness and everything as written, and I describe the the implement as being what it is, or the tome mm-hmm. being what it is, instead of the the gem, like we talked yeah. about, you know, if I describe those without reskinning them to fit that theme, I don't think anybody would ever be the wiser. And yet, yeah. I still have a concept that has driven this this character along and can continue to to drive his uh, development. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. Cool. Any other lessons learned? Anything that we discovered about the, since we both built Warlocks, anything that we uh, saw in the Warlock that we really like or were surprised by or interested at? I'll be honest. This is totally like not really part of the topic, but I'm, I'm not keen with the charisma as the main stat for the Warlock. It just doesn't like I don't know. There's just something. There's what, a disconnect there. What for alternative me. I don't, I don't would you know. have? I don't know. I, I haven't. I'm, that's the intelligence. Issue, right? <laughs> intelligence, maybe. Yeah, that's the issue. And I and I understand why it's charisma. Mm-hmm. You know, for for uh, balance issues, and and you want to have each stat be important to different classes and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. It just seems like um, I don't know. Yeah, I almost feel like if um, if anything is the most appropriate stat for warlock maybe it's constitution you know it's it's your hardiness and ability to channel other people's power without right. it burning you up uh, but you don't really attribute a physical stat to spellcasting 
So, right. Uh, and yeah. yet at the same time, if it was wisdom, like if you had that high of wisdom, you wouldn't have ended up in this pack to begin with, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think the sorcerer is also uh, charisma based. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It, it has been in the past. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I get that. Um, I, I don't know. I'd be curious to see if uh, if a DM would let me let somebody reskin uh, a warlock to be constitution based and see how that changes things. I don't know that it would necessarily break anything in the game, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it would depend on what you. Yeah, I don't think so. In my well, because I'm a very flexible DM, so I would let I would let a player do it. So Constitution <laughs> affects hit points, and so that makes it appealing, but it doesn't have like any skills associated with it. So right. that sort of is a wash and endurance, but that goes with the whole theme, so it works. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I think you're not wrong. I think it would work. Um... I think the concept of using con would would be an interesting choice because it's because it's, it's unusual for a spellcasting class. Cool. What other classes have it? Do any other classes have it? Have what? It's the main stat con. I don't know that. I don't think any. Uh, I don't think has, anyone does. Right. I think they just they. I think mechanically. Yeah. There, they, there is no uh, class with with constitution as the main primary ability. Right. So I think yeah. they they rely on the hit point. Uh, boost to be yeah. the appealing factor of constitution because there's no skills um, right. associated with it and there's no classes associated with it and yet it is the secondary stat for a whole bunch of classes <laughs> because mm-hmm. because hit points right but I remember in 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 previous editions a lot of times you know I con would end up being I would never put it as my bottom stat because I don't want to take a minus to my to my hit points but um, it would oftentimes be one of my middling stats at best just because uh, what do I need it for, you know? Right. Well, and like uh, I, I made a third, a 3.5 edition monk the other day uh, for a one-shot game, and that that character is already so multiple ability, you know, dependent that I couldn't make con of hmm. a, a high stat because he needed strength and he needed wisdom and he needed, you know, it's like he needs three main stats to become a viable character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Cause, forget cause constitution. Yeah. Cause that's how monks are built. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a very, that's, that's uh, you know, it's a, that's a problem with third edition, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's, um, that's interesting. So I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd, I, and maybe that would break it, right? Maybe that would just make con two appealing because hit points. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think we built some interesting characters. I think we got some some cool inspiration. Um, I know how much Tracy loves making characters, so we may have to try this again <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Hopefully, in more than twenty four hours. Hopefully, more than twenty four <laughs> hours. We have, we have a, a concept built out, and we did uh, a pop culture inspired thing this time. In the future, we might do. Um, other sorts of themes. It could be a genre, right? It could be a build a pirate. It could be, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it could be a, hey, I have a very specific character concept. Her name is Betty. She she <laughs> likes to bake and whatever, right? Um, so, so there's all kinds of different ways that we could pull different themes. It could be mechanical. Somebody wants to see what a combination of, of this race and this class would look like. Um, so there's all kinds of different themes we could go with. If people want to suggest anything, head over to thetomeshow.com and leave a, a note in the comments. Um, and that would be a good way to, to let us know sort of what you're thinking. And maybe we'll um, 
keep an eye on that. And some future month when we are trying to figure out uh, a good advice topic, <laughs> we might come back to another character build. So awesome. So I'm gonna call that the end of the episode. We're gonna All thank right. Sam Dillon for joining thank us today. You. Thank you. I appreciate it. But if people want to find more from Sam, he is DM Samuel on Twitter. So we also want to thank our listeners <laughs> and thank them for, especially for using our affiliate links or heading over to the tomeshow.com and, and heading over to that PayPal section and, and dropping some cash on us. We've had a few people do that and donate some, some money to us and we appreciate that. You can send us an email at thetomeshow at gmail.com or call our biz line at 919-BIZ-TOME. That's 919-B-I-Z-T-O-M-E. And you can find show notes and other great Tome Show shows over at thetomeshow.com. And that is episode 251, where we phased right through the heart of the player's handbook while creating characters inspired by the vision in this episode of... The Tome, The Tome, The Tome, The Tome, The Tome, The I'm on the wall.